episode 115 of the bad taste video podcast the first episode of our wonderful celebration of the halloween season that we've done every year so far and that every other podcast will end forever <laughs> we'll do we'll do yeah ours is gonna I, um, be special though we're, we're, we're on our shit this month we've got a fucking awesome month planned for you guys so yeah 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 and that is the voice of mr griswold b adams uh i am mike yeah griswoldo the great i am mike anthony is not with us this week unfortunately he has some work to do so he will be back next week he promised me and if he isn't yeah yeah you know it has to be serious but if he's not back next week uh i told him he has to actually take us out to the olive garden (laughs) so you get to go to the olive garden and i get to so i get to go to the olive garden i'll go maybe we can just wait no well well no I can have him buy it for me, and then he could order it online and have it sent to your house. Oh, dude, we could all eat at the same time. I'm about that. Dude, magical, magical. I actually hope we he should've... doesn't come next week now, because I really want some fucking breadsticks. No, next no, <laughs> we never point. say that. We never say that. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch Clash of Champions? <laughs> I did not. I did not see it. Yeah, that, I don't blame that, you. Is that what's happening now in the the network? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they kept saying something about, like, I'm the tribal leader. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about now? (laughs) Like, Roman Reigns and his cousin, Jey Uso, who they kept, kept, like, mixing him up with Jimmy Uso, who's, like, his his brother or whatever. I I try Uh, watching this new stuff, dude, especially with the new Thunderdome or whatever the fuck they're in. Dude, did you you see? Did I send you the thing where there was, like, a guy with a KKK outfit on? Dude, they've had a bunch of shit. There was, like, a dude jacking off on the one. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, that's, like, one of those things, like, where in theory... It's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, it's a, it's a cool visual. Like, our, I don't know what they see. Like, do they get a view from where they are? That's an interesting. That, I, I didn't know if that was the case or not. Or if they just get like the house camera. I think it's probably just the house cam. Yeah, whatever it is. But like, it's a cool idea. But then when you realize, wait a second, there's like Shitty X people. number of people. Yeah, like live at home, no supervision, and like you, you can cut the feed, but. It's going to get out for at least like a a second, you know, unless they have it. They probably have like interns at like every single person like, okay, like what's this guy doing? What's this guy doing? They have fucking like all hands on deck. I guess there's like a system now, too, where it's like you have to like you have to gain their trust to be at the lower level. Like you have to really show that you're not a piece of shit before they let you down on the the, ringside. You're the the Thunderdome police now. (laughs) be be good or be banned i i wait 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 because i gotta say something man 
I gotta say something big before we we do this. We we recorded our episode last Sunday, and then we found out some terrible news this week. Road Warrior Animal has passed, and that's uh, both of the Road Warriors now gone. This has like deeply affected me. I, I feel I like I, had, I was gonna have to like call for help and have somebody come and check up on you whenever you found out because I thought this was gonna be it for you, buddy. I couldn't believe it. Like that's something that just makes me like, like holy shit. Like that's it. Everybody, like all those guys that I like, they are fucking gone now. Like Rick Rude, see you later, man. He's gone. I know he was another. Both one of your Road idols, Warriors so. gone. Yeah, Mr. Perfect gone. All that shit. Terrible. Terrible, Perfect. man. Do you think the whole perfect ending was is that uh, the true story or is there more to that? What that like he, he dude he was like all fucked up probably like what are you gonna you know you can only take so much when you like doing roids and you know you're doing drugs and all that it's not a good mix <laughs> you're fucking up your heart as it is and then like you're doing like tons and tons of coke and pills and all that shit you know i just know his dad is like i don't believe he overdosed blah 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 so i i believe he He did i don't yeah i don't think that's a secret r.i.p perfect we miss you buddy yeah we miss you we miss you yeah also you know (sighs) who's next man jeez you hate to think about it because like i watch football and stuff and like i was watching today and they had like this thing because uh Dude, Animal's son plays for the Rams. He's like a linebacker and shit. Yeah, yeah. And like they just did this like, you know, interview with him and his dad and everything. Like they just aired his shit. And I'm like, dude, this is fucked, man. Like this just happened this week. I wonder when they filmed all this. It's like Terrible. super recent. It was heavy Terrible. to watch. I saw something like on Twitter, something to the effect of like May they may hawk an animal reunite in heaven, ride bikes to hell, and doomsday device Satan. It's like wow. If I want that portrait I want that portrait. Oh, that would be pretty sweet. A velvet painting of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of them doomsday devising the devil. Like that'd be fucking wild. If any of you guys out there are artists and you would like to do that for us, please. I yeah, would I'll, I would I'll, love I'll, that. I'll commission that for for Mike, because that's how much this means to him. For sure. That'd be awesome. Think about that shit. Damn. Okay. So, you know, everybody take a moment of silence for Animal and Hawk. What a rush. Why don't you why don't you take us back in time a little bit and uh, set us up for what we're doing this week? Okay. Let me set the scene for you right now. Hulk Hogan is uh he's still the wwf champion right up until i think like around november he loses it to the undertaker the super nintendo just released in the united states my favorite game console that's not the sega genesis uh (laughs) (laughs) and nevermind by nirvana will be released about 11, I think 11 days. I don't know. I, I forgot to write it down. Shit. Uh, 11 days after this. But right around the same time. But right around the same time. We watched Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Now, what did you notice about that title? It does not say A Nightmare on Elm Street 6. 
Yep, that's the. This is the first one where they didn't do that, right? See, I guess like that's like the legitimate title, but I do see it listed places. But I know like the release theatrical release name is Freddy's Dead, so they did the not go final with the uh, nightmare, the line of tradition. No, no, this was released on September thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. Uh, pretty close to October, so you probably could have saw this around Halloween. I feel like movies stayed in theaters a bit longer back then, oh, right? Oh, for sure. They definitely stayed in theater longer, I feel. I feel like now, dude, they're like in and out in no time. I well, remember when I was now. younger, like, you would see a movie in theaters and be like, well, if this is a big movie, I'll get to see it by Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. And that was like, and that was if it was released kind of early in the year. Like, the turnaround was long as hell. Sometimes you wait a year for it to come to tape. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I remember... Even, like, back when... Even, like, DVDs, I remember fucking movies then taking forever to come out. And then all of a sudden, it was just like a, like a, like a light switch went off and shit was getting released, like, months later and stuff. But, dude, I remember waiting, like you said, a year to get a fucking yeah. tape of a movie that I wanted. It was crazy. And it did get better. Like, now, I feel like it only takes a couple... What, like, two months? And you start seeing things oh, yeah. for the Blu-ray? That's Shit. awesome. A couple weeks That's and start fucking great. it. Yeah, I love that, man. Because sometimes you'll see a movie in theaters and, like, you're tired or, you know, you just... Sometimes you have to see a movie twice. And it's nice when you can just see it at home then and, like, concentrate. You know, you could pause it. You could do whatever. It is, you know... The, that's one thing about the, the modern viewing of media. It's pretty convenient that way theaters can be tough for me dude like you're saying sometimes i just it's just not the right mindset for me and i just i lose concentration or i just lose interest whereas when i'm home and in my zone i can really just take a movie in so i, I kind of do prefer to watch something that i really like at home when anthony and i saw i think the uh the incredible hulk that had fucking edward norton in it oh yeah. i think it was that one we we both fell asleep the first time we saw. Oh, it. I've been there. I've I've definitely. So now now you just wasted you just wasted your fucking money. Sucks, right? Dude. You don't know anything about the movie. Then we went and saw it again, and I think we both fell asleep on the second one too. It's like, well, <laughs> my sister took me to a movie when I was younger, and like with her and her boyfriend, and I fell asleep, and they fucking like went and like changed seats to a whole different part of the theater. Oh, so when I woke brutal. up, dude, I had no idea what the fuck that's was going brutal. on. That's yeah, fucking hilarious. brutal. <laughs> that's my life. So this was distrib- uh, distributed by New Line Cinema. So they're still in the game, right? They're still here. Bigger than ever. 1991. Jeez, I know. <laughs> and this movie is kind of different than all the other Nightmare on Elm Streets. It's probably the last that I would say that's like a true, true Nightmare on Elm Street film, right? In my opinion, yeah. I, I, I've listened to a lot of other people's opinion over this week as well and I feel like maybe me personally and probably yours as well from what I've gathered might be very different from how other people feel about this movie yeah this one definitely grew on me I feel like when I was younger I was like you know whatever this one's fucking dopey but then like it's been happening to me a lot lately where where a movie that I didn't like when I was younger even like high school college I'm watching it now and I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, you grow like a different appreciation for things now, especially since, I mean, we do this 
this is a part-time job almost, you know, where we're watching movies constantly and we're critiquing them and we're picking them apart. Where you do, you grow a whole different appreciation for different aspect of films that I certainly had when I was 18 years old watching movies. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Blair Witch, I don't want to watch this garbage. But now I'm like... Dude, let me dial up some fucking Blair Witch because I think that's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, you like you always say, man, you want the cheap kills, man. Just fucking, just give me the gore yeah. when you're younger. There's and no what's funny it, is, yeah, yeah, it's as you get older, you you may you still you, you go like a little bit off the deep end in the gore section now, but you know, <laughs> you could you could actually appreciate, it. yeah, yeah, these other ones now. This was uh, directed, and she wrote the story also by Rachel Talalay, and she also directed Tank Girl. So you oh, can no see shit. where this is going. Yeah, you can see where this is going. And as you know, Robert England returns as Freddy. Uh, Rachel is also she's been like a big part of the Nightmare series for a long time. I know she was like a producer, wasn't she, on a few of the other ones? Yeah, she was definitely involved in a bunch. It's funny, like. The crew on this apparently was the same crew from Cry Baby. It's like everybody's connected in this. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where? What's what's her name? Who's the woman that plays Maggie? Oh, Lisa Zane. Yeah, Billy Zane's sister. Oh no shit! How did I not put the Zane name together? Dude? Yeah, That's awesome. yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. I spent the time going to Wikipedia <laughs> just to confirm that. Uh, this was dude i love him man demon knight titanic he is is fucking awesome marilyn manson music videos right (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) how weird is that i would love to spend an evening with manson and billy zane together how much fun do you think that (laughs) could be they're probably all fucking like oh man i I can't do nothing no more (laughs) i ran out of strikes all right, so this was made on an estimated budget of $11 million, and you could see, movie looks great, right? It really does. Uh, HD version looks fucking awesome. Unbelievable. I'm sure that three-dimension, you know, aspect probably cost them a little bit of money, too, to throw in there. I'm sure that wasn't you know cheap what, in 91. You know what? I didn't know that the UK rental release of this has the full 3D sequence. Only the rental release. It has the full 10 minutes where the other ones, like all the other ones that would have came out here, if they, if it wasn't completely removed, uh, all the other ones that came out here were only the five minutes. No shit. So the UK yeah. version on VHS has the, a full 10 minute yeah. finale. I, I guarantee, I've never seen it. I guarantee it's from right when he, uh, when she walks through like the, uh, when she puts her glasses on. Yeah. And then, like, walks through that door, like, into Freddy's mind. That's when it all is in 3D. No, that'd be fucking... I, I could watch 10 minutes of that. I'm okay with it. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to try to find it. We'll see. Or if now you may try to find it. I yeah. shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I shouldn't have... God damn it. God damn it. What do you think, man? Freddy in this? Robert England Still doing it? The only way. Uh, I cannot imagine anybody else um, being... Freddy Krueger, but Robert England, and I won't accept it. So. What about Alice Cooper as Freddy Krueger's father? I okay. <laughs> I think it's a great cameo. Haha, Alice fucking Cooper. He's metal. It's you know whatever. Why would you not just make Robert England play 
an unburnt younger version of himself. Or no, it's his father, right? Yeah. I guess. I could still see Robert England just playing like a, a version of his dad to make it more accurate. I don't know. I don't like uh, I'm not a big Cooper yeah, fan. Why, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could have did that. I feel like they could have just made him look like a, sl- like a little bit older. Yeah. Or whatever, you know? Put some old makeup on that motherfucker make him look like his daddy. I mean, it's not that hard. I think it was just a cheap cheap spot to put a, you know, musician yeah. in. Well, Alice Cooper, uh, veteran of the horror franchises, right? Uh, Friday the 13th, part six. He's back. The man behind the mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's oh, also yeah. decided that his own movie there. What the hell was it? Something that was like a... It's like a wolf movie, man. I can't think of the fucking name of it now. It's so bad, though. I mean, it's it's Dallas Cooper, so you know it's probably bad. I like his me. I like the original music, man. Like before he like, you know, there was a point where it was good. I'm sure. I just never found it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, everybody likes what they like. What do we always say? Some people like it. Some people don't. What can <laughs> you do? Right. That's how it is. <laughs> the never ending. Never ending. So this was apparently New Line Cinema's first 3D film. Interesting. They did it rather late, I guess, in like the 3D cycle. You know? I feel like that was more of an 80s thing. Yeah, what was Jaws 3D? That was like mid-80s, right? Yeah, that was... I don't know I don't know what year that was, but it definitely wasn't in the, in 90s, the 90s. That's yeah. for sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you look up anything about the Peter Jackson script that they hired him to write? Did you so, see anything about that? Yeah, and knowing like what I, you know, knowing what you know about what Peter Jackson is going to be releasing in the same time period, I could only wonder what a Peter Jackson, you know, Freddy Krueger kind of thing would would actually come out to be because he is the master of gore at that time. Uh, you know, bad taste. We're big fans. That he came out a little, oh, yeah. you know, prior to this, and then he was going to put out Dead Alive, which is one of the all-time best gore films. And I heard that like his concept wasn't his the one where like the kids are no longer afraid of Freddy yeah. Krueger. Yeah. So the kids no longer are afraid of Freddy Krueger. He's all weak in the dream world, and like kids are taking sleeping pills to go fuck with them. They and have then, a, like, uh, he gets a kill and the whole fucking thing is back on. Like, he kills one of them and it just fucking wreaks havoc again. It's something like that. And they have, like, a cop that's uh, in a coma. So he's always in, like, the dream world. Isn't that... that Dude, why did they not make that? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. that's a fucking shame that they passed over that. I mean, I like this movie, but that sounds awesome in comparison. That, that sounds fucking really awesome. You know, it's also really awesome in this movie. The soundtrack. Brian I May. I like it a lot. Yeah. Dude, Brian May, right? Not the fucking queen guitar player. Uh, <laughs> he's an Australian composer, right? He's the guy that did the music for Mad Max fucking one and two. Oh, no shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, it, like, makes fucking sense. I'm not going to lie. I just saw Brian May and I thought it was the guy from Queen. Hell no. <laughs> You know what he also did the uh, the music for? Dr. Giggles. Dr. Giggles? Why can't I... What the fuck is Dr. Giggles? It's like a 90s straight-to-video piece of shit movie. Very entertaining. I actually, I actually say go watch that. 
well, find the from tape what you just described, it. I probably will really like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that sweet, like, you know how the, oh, like I the know dentist? It. I just saw the, the fucking cover. Yeah, I've seen it a million times. Not the movie, yeah. but I've seen the, the tape. It's 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 like the dentist, like where it's that and the ice cream man. Yeah. Where it's just like that weird nineties horror that it was still still good. You know what I mean? Like it was B level, I guess horror, would you say? Oh, for sure. Like Because there was a bit of a there was a bit of a budget on those movies. It wasn't like they were shot for fucking free. No, I mean compared to some of the stuff that, you know, I guess you would call C budget then that me and you yeah, enjoy. Well, Z budget. Definitely, yeah. you know, some money spent on those. Yeah. So uh at this point, Freddy Krueger, uh household name, right? He's everywhere. The little kids are wearing his t shirts now. They make dolls that have like a pull tab on them and he says fucking phrases just like they had Urkel they had Pee Wee Herman yeah I think you could really see that uh, you know that progression in his character in this movie too he's much more of a a jovial not menacing yeah I mean menacing in a sense but definitely more of a hey I'm gonna you know pick on you before I kill you where that really wasn't too much of his stick before this at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, they had a mock funeral for Freddy Krueger. Interesting. <laughs> that sounds and, so uh, strange. I believe they also had like a Freddy Krueger day or something. But you know what? As strange as that sounds, that's fucking cool as hell. To have like a mainstream media thing that's, you know, surrounded by a horror movie. that We don't get shit like that anymore. Now that we've pretty much spoken about everything <laughs> there is to speak about right now let's hit the trailer and get into this movie freddy's dead the final nightmare as a boy he was always different no one understood him you ready for it boy it's time to take your medicine Thank you, sir. No one could control him. Go inside, honey. But now, it's a new beginning. The beginning of the end for Freddy. Every town has an Elm Street. It's your mind you'll go for. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little soul, too. We're gonna have to hit him with everything we've got. Now I'm playing with power! We're in Twin Peaks here. You want to live? Hey, watch out! What's with kids today, huh? Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Great graphics. <laughs> <laughs> 
They've saved the best for last. One, two, Grizz is coming for you, right? With the synopsis for a film that I fell in love with this week. <laughs> so I wish, I just for one, I wish I could do this synopsis in the voice of that guy who we all grew up with, the narrator in, in that uh, trailer. <laughs> he, that, he's like the voice I constantly remember from every movie trailer of my childhood. I loved it. Just hearing it. All right. So a little synopsis of this movie. Uh, let's see. Freddy is back, and he is hoping to link up with his long-lost daughter because he is fresh out of victims on Elm Street. So nailed it. Yeah, I wow. think that uh, I shouldn't. I should just stop right there. I think Dude, don't perfect. say anything else. No, that that's was fucking, fucking perfect. Damn, damn, man. Say, <laughs> good thing you hit the smelling salt today, right? Gotta <laughs> wake my ass up. Wake that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie apparently takes place uh june 14th to the 17th of 1999 all right so that's where we are in the nightmare on elm street timeline we are in the future and we get this weird like intro text over the map of the united states that says springwood ohio 10 years from now Mysterious killings and suicides wipe out entire population of children and teenagers. Remaining adults are uh, experiencing mass psychosis. There is new evidence of one surviving teenager. What an what an intro to a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street film. Not what you would ever expect for a I, nightmare to, uh, you know movie to kick off. Never. Yeah. I just wanted to add that in with your synopsis because I feel like that helps set the stage for what this movie is or was. Well, yeah, you mean, know? is this really the first one that's set outside of of that, you know, Elm Street, that town? I can't remember the town name now, but Springwood? Yeah, Springwood. Like that's like is this the first one that's technically fully outside of Springwood? I mean, they go back cuz they do visit the town and But that's like, like that, the dream but... world. Yeah, so uh Let's see. One is in Springwood. Two is in Springwood. Is the hospital in part three in Springwood? I believe if it's not in, it's it's nearby. Because I know it's like it's still connected to the town. Uh, part four, they're in Springwood. Now five fi- might be... Part five... Yeah, I think they're in Springwood also. The thousand Dream- Romaniac bullshit. Yeah. Such yeah, I think one. so. Uh, yeah, I guess this would be the first one that's not really like, it's not really like the main vocally set around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I like the whole Springwood, Ohio, Elm Street, like cursed house. You know, that's one thing I gotta say. This one, like, it's it's too too big of a problem. You know. Yeah. It's it's like too widespread. Where I liked when it was just like, Localized. no, these kids are just no. It's just these kids are depressed and they're. You know, killing themselves and all that shit. Yeah, it, it does make it, it very much more easy creepy. to write off that there's just a fucking problem with the kids and it's not a huge, you know, supernatural thing that's uh, happening across the on. country. Yeah, I, I do yeah. see that aspect of it. I like that too. Yeah, but you know what? It works for this movie, though. That's what I'm going to say. Cause oh, 100%. This will be the last one that really feels like a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Well, uh, you know, part of the original series. 
did you ever see actually before we keep going did you ever see that originally they wanted like john doe to be jacob from part five i i don't think i'd like that i think i think i like having the uh anonymous character that we haven't seen before come in as the last you know surviving person from uh elm street yeah i i agree i agree too i don't know how i'd feel about that especially if he got killed too i'd be like oh fuck <laughs> oh yeah because right yeah he gets killed off in this movie if you're gonna just gonna kill him off then i think that's a total avenue not to go down so what do you think about the uh, the characters in this film so we get our our teen uh dream warriors i guess you could say right is that like <laughs> what down. they're is that like what they're if you ever have kids in a in a nightmare on elm street film are they considered dream warriors i think that's what we will call them for now on i think that's an appropriate uh, title for them and uh, right with this it one makes it's sense. kind of a, a cool kind of a cool setup because all of our dream warriors are in like this uh what is it like a foster type of place or like some kind of like you know they keep calling it the shelter it's a school slash you know hospital type place for like runaway kids or lost kids and stuff and so all of these kids either like they're you know they're badasses or they got you know attitude problems and shit so it's just kind of a really ragtag bunch of people that all come together um, my favorite obviously is the stupid fucking hippie played by Brecken Meyer who I think everybody who's ever watched any movies in the 90s would recognize this dude he was fucking everywhere was this one of his first movies I was think this, this was, was this one his... of his first ones I wait let me look right now this might actually have been his first movie let's go down his IMDB dialing it back going in the way back machine it is not, not his first movie well maybe oh. he has some TV stuff going on it might TV, be his TV. first movie that's his first movie yeah sure. everything else is TV wow what a way to start your career that rules good it for really you is because this movie fucking kicks ass good for you so what do you think about like Carlos right he's one of the kids um he has he's deaf and like they make it a point to show you that he's deaf because he takes out the hearing aid and like all the sound cuts out right I love that's it. a that's a that's a neat trick that they do and they actually played that a little bit later on right well that's what's uh, great about these dream warrior cast that we always seem to get in these movies is that they all have a quirk they all have a fucking issue they all have something weird about them that is going to play into their interactions with Freddy Krueger and that's what makes these these buildups and these like weird things that you learn about these characters so fucking cool and so important to me when I'm watching these and we have Tracy who is the female of the group right the female teen and she's kind of I guess the most normal sort of out no, of out of everybody off, she's got an attitude bro she yeah, ain't but taking she, shit yeah but she's like pretty normal though right yeah, she's got she, like a well, just because like if you have that attitude doesn't mean everybody has an attitude yeah, i don't know <laughs> no like she she thinks straight like when she's no, at the yeah, house I, I get what you're saying she 100%. goes and tries to get maggie instead of like doing something fucking dumb and she goes and says like oh like spencer's like stoned and you know we don't know where fucking uh, Carlos is no she's definitely the most responsible and you know she's she's just very self-reliant and you kind of get that vibe from her what do you think about the John Doe character 
I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't place him from a lot of other movies, but man, I really enjoy the way he plays this kind of confused, unsure, just lost character throughout this whole movie, and he nails that. I don't know if because he's just like a really dumb person in real life, but he really does have this like really stupid, inept thing about him in this movie that plays really well for, you know, what he's supposed to be. I kept thinking he was the guy from Boy Meets World, but it's no, not he, him. He has a similar look for sure, but it's definitely not him. What He's about a weird Maggie? Face, man, <laughs> you really fuck. I, I, the whole time 90s. I'm watching it, I'm like, this 90s. motherfucker. Nineties, <laughs> man. Got a nineties different face. time. Yeah, got a nineties face. <laughs> what do you think about Maggie as our lead uh, Nancy type character? She's no Nancy. I'll say that. Definitely not. Definitely not. I do like her though. I do like her. I think that, uh, I mean, as she's Freddy Krueger's daughter, you know, um, I think she does play a, a good, you know, counter to him in this movie. But you're, you're trying to fill some pretty big shoes in a female lead in one of these movies. I like that she's like pretty strong throughout the whole movie. She doesn't, she's, she's not consistent. really like a, yeah, yeah, she doesn't, have yeah. Any she, where she doesn't she cower. Weak. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's a cool trait to have in a movie. Right, uh, it doesn't yeah. always have to be like, oh, I'm gonna lose my mind and make a terrible decision. They like figure out almost immediately with Doc, another character that I love. Was that uh, uh, what's his name? Yafit Kodo. Kodo. Yeah, Yafit Kodo. <laughs> yeah, uh, he plays he plays Doc, and they figure out almost immediately like, hey, we're gonna fucking we're bringing him in here, we're gonna kill him in in the real world. It's awesome. Such a great way to play it. Because they're all smart people, and they, like, come up with this plan. It's great. It's not just, like, fucking running around like assholes trying to do, like, oh, we're going to use holy water, this and that. But, but, then again, uh, you know, in the first one, they, they also, she also brought him back. <laughs> yeah, she does bring him But, it, she but, does bring but here's it, the it's thing. It's a different concept. Here's something, though. Um... In the first one, though, when Nancy's mom is going into the bed because he jumps on her, is that him escaping into the fucking dream world again? So he didn't actually die? I don't think he dies. No. I think that's him, like, going into the dream world. Like, she was probably asleep or something. And, like, he, like, pulls her back. He, like, her sleeping... Pulls, pulls him back her, into the yeah, dream cool, world. Yeah, that's a cool way to Like, by that. jumping on her like that. He, awesome. She pulled him out, and she he's falling back in through through her sleeping. Yeah, that's really fucking yeah. cool. There you go. There you go, guys. Look I don't know you. if anybody You're spoke about that. about this deep shit, dude. You're, you're one philosophical <sighs> you to, motherfucker. You come to us for the real <laughs> shit. Come to us. Come to us. Uh, this movie has also two people in it from the early 90s that you would have recognized from anywhere because they were all over um, you know mainstream uh, TV and all that shit Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold cameo appearances back when they were married too yeah yeah this is before she had like a breakdown and became a crazy Trump supporter (laughs) she was still Roseanne yeah yeah Yeah, still Roseanne and Dan Connor. (laughs) 
uh r.i.p her career yeah right that was, dude, <laughs> yeah, you know it's i don't fucking you know it's awesome those fucking those fucking roseanne halloween uh tv episodes oh those are <sighs> hilarious those are like that's like some of the stuff i'll definitely go back and watch it's just because the fucking costumes dude dan connor's costumes are the most epic shit Love oh it. yeah oh yeah oh yeah that that we may have a little bit of a little bit of uh, that in store later on in the month, right? We'll see what we dial up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I love the cameo though. The cameo is is ultra funny to me because it's just so over the top and so weird. It fits the whole movie. Well, another you know great cameo which really shows you know some some love to the original. Um, there's a there's a, a scene where Spencer the hippie dude is smoking a joint and you know on the tv comes johnny fucking depp doing the uh you gotta pull that clip up dude it's so good and play it for everybody <clears throat> he's doing the whole your brain on drugs thing and it it fucking kills you know apparently he wanted oh, no not that he wanted he said that he would have done a cameo in Wes craven's new nightmare also but they didn't ask him I would have been. He should have. I don't see why they yeah. wouldn't have. He seems totally they probably, down for it. They probably thought he was too big. Like you know, he's too big for it or whatever. But apparently he wasn't. Apparently he would have did it. I mean, the, so, it's the movie that gave him his fucking break, dude. I'm sure he has a lot of love and respect for that in the business. So I, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't do it. That's true. Especially with that's Craven. I mean, he's the dude that did the first one. Would you like to come and live with us? It's been so long since we've had children in the house. So long. This time I swear it'll be different. This time I'll be careful and I'll I'll hide you better so that he'll never find you. Mickey, I got your nose, Mickey. Ethel! I want my children back. You know they bring him. So before this there were five Nightmare on Elm Street films, right? The first one is the grittiest, right? Because it's the probably the lowest budget. You know, they were just trying to make that fucking crazy ass movie. And the second one was the best. Is the best for the, sure. The third is the most popular because it was the peak of the 80s, right? Fucking I'm just fucking gonna fucking docking. play it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna shit. play. Yeah, right there. Boom. You had part four that was just building off the hype of the first three. Part five. Stinker. Things things start getting a little tired in Freddy Town and Springwood, yeah. right? Springwood's getting a little old. Part six, they realized, well, this is probably it for a while, right? They squeezed every bit of juice out of the Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street franchise that they could. I remember as a kid there being tons of Nightmare on Elm Street shit everywhere. Freddy gloves, t-shirts, all sorts of models, things like that. Uh, well, I mean, they still crushed out $34 million on this movie. So they, yeah. I mean, as, as much as it had been done, people were still buying. Yeah, there was like max merch for Freddy Krueger. I had like a yo-yo and all that shit. Like all stupid stuff. Uh, this movie, though... It definitely was, I guess, uh, on the lesser end of the series, right? What do you think? Like, when you're looking at the series, part two is obviously the best. Yeah, I'll probably go... After part two? 
Yeah, two, one, three, six, four, five is what I would go. So I would say two, let's say two, one, three. I like, I would say four, five, six then. Really? You like, you like five more than this one? You know what? It's just because it's a continuation of four, you know? They like yeah. continue the story. It's pretty like you can watch them back to back. I, I like almost, that shit. I like this one because of the fact that it, it it deviates from that, that it's its own separate thing, it's its own separate cast. I like that it's you know it realizes that we've seen that before, we've been through these things before. Let's try to mix it up a little bit. Well, this was also the like, it's not taking place in a high school, yeah, right? True. It's like. It's not high school kids or whatever. They're like high school age, in the movie at least. Yeah. They're supposed to be. But uh, it's not taking place at Springwood High, which is kind of, you know, that's a little disappointing. I kind of like that whole thing. But they do show it in the movie. It's right? There. They do oh, go yeah, back. That, I love that it's empty, too. That looks so great. Dude, the fucking bells ringing at the oh, school yeah. when they mention Freddy and all that shit. That's cool. Look what you made him. Look what you made me do. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I love that Tom whole Arnold. thing of them going back to Springwood and, you know, there's like a fucking county fair going on or some shit. And the kids like John Doe character is like, there's no kids here. Look around. There's no kids. It's a county fair. <sighs> and, you know, I just it's it's cool to see the whole town that we've been seeing so much in all these other movies in this weird desolate kind of state is really and it plays well to the story you know what the absolute best part of that is like for real when they show the statue of the little boy like saluting and it says uh it says the children shall endure that is such a powerful fucking scene yeah and there's no fucking kids left right that's it awesome awesome uh that's one thing that I do have to say is I I do like how different it is. You know, it's not trying to be something else. You know, it did change the lore a little bit, but we'll get into that later. Um, how do you think, though, uh, this compares to, like, Wes Craven's new nightmare? Oh, man. And it's it's funny because that's a lot of the debate that I would see other people making during this uh my research a lot of people really don't like this movie and they actually think that new nightmare is a better number six in the line if they got rid of this i i like new nightmare i don't like some of the artistic direction that they go with um i love that this i love this freddy krueger in this movie i think that it looks pretty close to what he's always looked like there's a little bit of difference in his makeup in this but he's still Freddy Krueger in the sense that we've always known him. In New Nightmare, he looks kind of torn apart and stuff. He doesn't look the same. He's got a fucking a duster like he's a fucking cowboy all of a sudden and shit. I don't know. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think that New Nightmare ha- has its own strong points. And it's a, still a fun watch that I will do every now and then. I think this one's better. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like... Uh, new nightmare because it's like a meta nightmare on Elm Street. It just doesn't feel quite right. You know, I like how this is all in some weird world where the supernatural shit's like real. Yeah. You know, 
I like how they did Freddy versus Jason, where like if Freddy's real, then well, Jason's probably real too. Like, he's even more believable, right? And then Absolutely. that means well, if they're real, then Michael Myers is probably real. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing that New Nightmare has going for it is the return of of Nancy. That's such a great call for Wes to make to bring back the original uh, character that this all started with. I just don't like Freddy Krueger in that movie because his character his character has developed so much over the series to where he is this kind of lovable killer. And he kind of took him back to that original nightmare where he was just like, you know, no nonsense. I'm just going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but nothing will ever kill me. Well, let's see now. First, they tried burning me. <laughs> then, they tried burying me. <laughs> but this, this is my favorite. <laughs> they even tried holy water. <laughs> But I just keep on ticking. <laughs> so, Grits, the real question is, do you like 3D movies? <laughs> uh, and it's, some are okay. I guess some of the new stuff is pretty wild. These, well, this movie in particular, I think it detracted from this movie's, especially the, the climax. And this is Freddy's fucking dead we're talking about. This is supposed to be... The, the end all of Freddy Krueger and the 3D effects at the end left me with a little bit of like, uh, this was cool, but I wish it was more practical. I wish it was more over the top, you know, real effect gore instead of computer generated, you know, shit that's supposed to look cool when I got these blue and goddamn red glasses on my face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I liked, uh, I like Jaws 3D. I like, uh... What, Friday the 13th part 3D is yeah. the fucking best 3D movie ever. I do uh, like that one because there's a lot of just like gimmicky shit like, you know, like, I'm going to put this in your face type of thing, oh, which my, is funny. My Bloody Valentine 3D, House of Wax 3D. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else? There's some others, man. Come on, work with me here. What else is there? I'm trying to think, and it's just never been one of my, my go-to things that I'm going to, you know, watch. They're just, they're just... They always have those weird gimmicky fucking scenes in them that don't make much sense, and it's just there for the 3D effect. Yeah, it's a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick just to sell, like tickets. Oh, especially at this do. time, 100%. Yeah, and it's kind of late, you know, late in the 3D game. It didn't really, like, surge again till the late 90s into the 2000s. And now, like, everything is 3D. If it's not in 3D, it's it's weird. Dude, the fucking right? IMAX 3D shit will make you... Dude, I went to go... What was that movie that came out a couple years ago with the blue people? The fucking uh, Avatar? Avatar? Yeah, yeah. I went to go see that, and some dude ended up having a seizure in the theater. And they had to, like, shut the whole thing down and stuff because it was so intense. And I, I, to this day, I've never seen the end of that movie. I have no idea how it ends. Have you ever been to like a true IMAX 3D? 
like theater, like a true, true eye, the huge, huge, yeah, huge. The, yeah, dude, like you're sitting on such a crazy incline because like the like the screen is all the way up over top of your head. It's it's fucking nuts. Yeah, dude. Another good one that I saw was Prometheus in 3D. Prometheus is that? Oh man, I, that that's like the alien, so the alien spinoff. Oh, is that? It's actually an alien spinoff, like from the movie. Well, it's a prequel. Yeah, oh, it's an no alien shit. prequel. Yeah, it's awesome. So, in this Nightmare on Elm Street film, they changed the Freddy lore a little bit, right? At some point, they say that Freddy doesn't just kill people, he absorbs them and erases them from existence. That was never the case no, in any of these. Stupid. Yeah, that makes it kind of like... I don't know. That's a little too much to me, right? And now we have the dream demons giving him power, right? And they talk like South Park characters. Oh, he wants a ball. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> they really fucking do. Power. This is just kind of that stuff that just really detracted it. The whole ending for me was just... It went from being, this is a really cool Freddy Krueger movie, to being like, this just got really corny, and I don't it, know what the fuck is going on. It really gets a little over the top at certain points in this film. It does feel kind of um, like cartoonish at points. There are a lot of like Looney Tunes gags in this, right? Especially with like the kid falling in, uh, in the house. Right? It actually oh, looks like a Looney sequence. Tunes cartoon at one point. Uh, he drops him onto like a bed of spikes. And he pushes the fucking spikes and he's like out of breath and shit. Yeah. In the road that looks like it's from fucking Wiley Coyote, right? And fucking Roadrunner. I mean, they're, I it definitely, if, you, if you're watching this and you have in your head Looney Tunes, fuck yeah. It totally feels that way. But I fucking love it. I love that aspect of Freddy Krueger, that he's over the top, he's ruthless, he's going to kill you regardless of what you do, but now he's going to make you look like a fucking idiot by picking on you before he does it. And I love that cruelty. I like when he's fucking with Maggie and he's like doing the whole, every town has an Elm Street. It's a great line. Right? Yeah. Like that's such a like good thing because it's like a tr that's like true with like the suburbs, right? Every town has like a fucking Elm Street somewhere. Town that I grew up in had one, that's for sure. Yep, the one I'm in right now has one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you think, though, that because this is the end of the Freddy life cycle, this is actually the tamest of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Oh, man. That's that's tough. Because there's some great kills in this movie that I don't... I mean, just because they have some silly gags or, you know, Freddy's being a little goofy, I don't think that takes away from, you know, how over the top or how crazy the kills are. Some of my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street kills ever in this movie. Um, like I said, I really don't like 5, and I think that this this is better than 5 in that aspect as well. This has only three kills in the movie. So this... This isn't about the kills, this one, right? This isn't, like, peak 80s fucking body count. Just oh, more, yeah, more, no, more. Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Totally different than what you would get 
from those movies. You don't really see anything too graphic in this. You see um, Freddy as a kid, like, cutting himself with a straight razor. That's pretty fucked up looking, I guess, to see as a kid. Uh, other than that, nothing is too crazy, right? Carlos's head explodes. Actually, that's 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 say, that's my favorite to, like, scene in this movie. Is that that entire Carlos sequence is fucking awesome? Let's talk about that, man. Let's talk. I'm about, about that. that. Talking about it. <laughs> so, please explain the sequence to our loyal listeners. So, like we said, Carlos is this character who we get introduced to him by having like this hearing problem. He has a hearing aid. When he takes it off, all audio to the film cuts because that's supposed to signify that he can't hear shit. And the whole gag with Freddy starts out with him turning into Carlos's mom. And he's got this huge fucking Q-tip. And he shoves it directly into Carlos's brain and pulls out. And you got this nice little chunk of brain on the Q-tip. I mean, that's pretty... I think that's supposed to be his eardrum. Is that supposed to be his eardrum? It looks like, yeah. a, it looks like a chunk of fucking brain. But anyways, yeah. Well, he puts it straight through his fucking head. Yeah. So, so that's why I think well it's green because it's way past where his eardrum would be. I think it comes out the other side. Like yeah, it's, it's actually. And that's why I'm saying it, it doesn't. It, it's over the fucking top. <clears throat> so from there, he cuts off Carlos's ear. Carlos can't hear anything. He's kicked into the fucking boiler room, which we all know is the best set for Freddy to be in. Anything in the boiler room is going to be fucking awesome. And he turns Carlos's ear into this, like, creature fucking hearing aid, which magnifies everything to a thousand. So even, like, the sound of dropping water is just pounding in Carlos's head. And Freddy just continues to antagonize him with all these different sound things. It's it's such a beautifully... It's just the buildup to this death is fucking amazing. When he's like pleading, like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, he's got all those pins, and he's like dropping the pins, and they sound like missiles coming down and, and smashing off the metal. And I mean, dude, tell, like, just describe this ending of the how Carlos dies. That, that is some, one of the, the best scenes in this movie. Just like the nails on the chalkboard, right? And he, he like makes the chalkboard la- like longer, right? <laughs> he like, he's almost doing like a dance with it, dude. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, and you see his head like starting to like mutate, right? (laughs) And the the explosion is great. Chunks of Carlos's head fucking flying everywhere. Does Freddy pick up the hearing aid again? I think, right? Oh, yeah, he picks it up and he goes, nice to hear from you, Carlos. It's such a great, like there's tons of those one-liners in this movie that would just really nail his personality in this movie. Dude, how, how did you first see this movie? Oh man, I've, I've been watching this for so long. I'm pretty sure I I was in theaters. I had to be very very young with my sister. I have to ask my sister about it too because I remember going and like my dad being pissed that we went to the theaters to see it with my grandmother of all people, who's like yeah. a fucking Jehovah's Witness and is like out of her fucking mind. She's been married like 20 times also. I'm not even gonna go there, but like we went and fucking <laughs> seen this movie and it destroyed my psyche for a good half of a year i was fucked dude this this movie reminds me probably the most of like my childhood around that time uh for some reason i i think i watched this first at like uh my cub scout like fucking 
person's house, like the den mom or whatever. And wasn't it one of those things like, where it's like Freddy Krueger is such a uh, a common name and such a household name that parents didn't think twice about showing a kid that's like way too young to be watching this shit a Freddy Krueger movie, like at a Cub Scout thing, because it's like, oh, it's Freddy Krueger. I don't know if she. I don't know if she knew we were watching it, but <laughs> you know, dead mother wasn't fucking me of that paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and like that was the time too, where we would play in like the Nightmare on Elm Street video game on on the oh, Nintendo, yeah. and he's playing with the fucking power glove in this. So you know, that's right up our alley at that time. I wonder if Nintendo but, like, paid this, for that plug to get the fucking power dude, glove in there. Dude, I remember watching this movie. I remember watching part two, part one, uh, listening to the Nightmare on My Street song, oh, right? Yeah. All that. Who the hell does that? The fucking Ghetto that's Boys? That's fucking Fresh. No, that's Fresh Prince. Oh, uh, yeah. Doesn't Ghetto Boys do a the song Ghetto Boys, also, Yeah, yeah. They also have one. See, I could have <laughs> swore there was. Uh, but this movie definitely is uh, like a, a main memory i have of this franchise from when i was younger but uh i would i would say also that this was probably the least played on tv i don't ever really remember this being on tv no right? not Do that you? i think about it uh, only movie i ever remember seeing on fucking tv was goddamn tremors nonstop. <laughs> yeah. but no I, I can't say that i remember ever watching this one um, not even on like USA or anything like that. Usually they would play a lot of these, and this was never a go-to. Maybe because the popularity isn't as strong as the other ones, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah I like it too. So, how do you think this compares to other movies of 1991? There's a lot of good movies that came out that year. There's a v- a very like specific feel to movies, like the people under the stairs. That is a you know what I mean, like another like fucking movie from somebody that uh was puppet made master their 91? career in the 80s puppet master uh i, think it's the same I don't know time. it's, it's got to be right around there it has that same feel of being like that that turn from the 80s to the 90s where movies can still have a little bit of that 80s feel to it but they're definitely moving in their own direction um just the stylization of it like, if you look at, you know, Nightmare 1 compared to this, even the way the film looks and the just everything is completely different. Puppet Master was 1989. No, no shit. Child's Play 3, that was one that came out in 1991. That also looks similar to this. And I love Child's Play 3. One of my favorites in that series. One of my favorite movies of all time, Ernest Scared Stupid, 1991. Dude. <laughs> R.I.P. Jim, Jim Varney. Varney. I love you. We were just talking about him before this. I'm going to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kingdom of the Vampire Man, 1991. Ghoulies the 3. Too. Man, the underground. Ghoulies go to college. Hell yeah. Killer Nerd? I, I, you know what, to be honest with you? I've never watched Killer Nerd. Is it worth watching? Yeah, it's decent. It, you you might like it. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. That's one a of big the best one for 1991. I will. Fuck, Ant- we'll Anthony's anybody. fucking. Anthony's not here, and now we're talking about shit that he knows? What's up? <laughs> Dude, I don't we, give a fuck, man. Silence we don't know. Lambs. We don't know. We don't know enough about this stuff. It's probably like in the top three best films of all time for me. It's it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it ain't as good as K Fear though. That's me watching movies. <laughs> That's your shit. That's me huh? in the theater. Yeah, fucking <laughs> laughing. 
Everybody all nervous to say something. Oh my god! Right when you act so crazy, everybody don't want it. And it's like, ah, you go, you go, do it. Nineteen ninety one was a pretty strong movie uh, year, dude. Necromantic two. That one splatter. of your, one of your favorites, nudist colony of the dead. That surprisingly looks like a total fucking eighties movie. That would not. People would watch that and not think that's 91 at all. No, 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 no. Popcorn, that's 1991. That looks, that looks like, like a 91 movie. Yep. Sometimes They Come Back. Have you ever seen that one? I feel like that's I have a pretty, seen that. that. What is that about again? Stephen King, Stephen King adaptation, like the the these bullies from when this oh, kid was yeah, younger yeah, yeah. come back and they're yeah, fucking the, with him when he's a teacher cool. at a school. Oh, he's fucking awesome. I fuck with some Stephen King movies, dude. I think they're really like they're really good. Needful things. I love that shit. Dude, Zombie Rampage, nineteen ninety one. Todd, what do you fucking sheets? What do you think? Best best year for horror, I guess. Terminator two. Uh, That's not really I, a horror movie. I would movie, say this though. is probably the best year for underground horror. A lot of amazing things were happening in the shot on video scene. There was some great movies in the bigger realm of things. I don't think it's the heyday of, of horror of the 90s, that's for sure. How do you think this Nightmare on Elm Street stacks against all those? Um, Mid-upper tier? Yeah, it has to be mid-upper tier. And I don't know if I'm, I'm biased because I have such a, a soft you know place in my heart for this movie because I've been in love with it for so long. But this is... There's too much good things in this movie to just shit on it and, and to look over for it to be like, oh, this is a low a low tier movie. Like, no, this is definitely yeah. a top tier horror movie for 1991. I agree. I do think, though, that the special effects are kind of lacking in this one compared to the others. Yeah, I, t- I will agree with that for sure. It's got a great story, though. Yeah, the story does make up for it. I really do wish, though, that they went with that Peter Jackson one. Oh, man, I would give anything to see that. Give it to Peter now. Let him do something crazy. I got to read that whole script. I think you can actually go find it. I think it's out oh, there. Oh, really? I, think you I would love it. to read it. That would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be a cool thing to, to figure out uh, how to do and not make it Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you said that. I was going to ask you what your favorite kill was, but you already said it was and Carlos, there's and there's only three in this movie. So that's yeah. really not, that's not what this movie's really, I mean, I guess it is about that. Some of my favorite uh, scenes, I could tell you those. Yeah, let me, let me hear some of your favorite scenes. <clears throat> so I love the introduction to this movie. You get like that weird inception thing, a dream that's happening within a dream that, you know, is basically uh, Robert, or not Robert, sorry, Freddy Krueger. Pulling John Doe, this unknown character from Elm Street, the last remaining uh, member of Elm Street, into the dreamland so that he can now send him out to find his daughter. And it's just a really cool, you know, you get this fucking hilarious Wizard of Oz bit in there where Freddy comes riding up on a broom and he's doing the whole fucking, you know, bit from the Wicked Witch. I think that whole thing is really great. Uh, Another hilarious scene is when the three, uh, you know, misfits who have to go back to the, the whatever the fuck, the hospital or whatever they stay at, they're in the van and they can't get out of Springwood. They're driving in circles and Carlos has this map and he's unfolding the map <laughs> and it gets fucking bigger and the map gets bigger and he finally gets to the inside and it just says, 
you're fucked in big red letters. And she screams in the front, Carlos, what does the map say? And he's like, the map says we're fucked. And I'm just like, dude, every time. It's such Perfect. a great scene. Perfect. I love that too. That's great. It's that's one that so I, that's, funny. that's a very memorable one. It is. Um, ones that I think, uh, the beginning of the movie, when you get like really into it, you have that, uh, that Nietzsche, uh, quote in the beginning. Do you know the terror of he who falls asleep to the very toes? He is terrified because the ground gives way under him and the dream begins. And then right after that, it says, welcome the time. Uh, welcome the prime time, yeah. bitch. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> That's so good. And then you get some like 80s fucking music. Love it. Oh, Love dude, it. just like hearing you read that shit to you, you, you. Everyone's had those like right when you're about to fall asleep and you're slipping into like, you know, a dream and shit. And you get that sensation of falling and you fucking jump out of your skin. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what, like, when you're reading that, that's exactly what I'm thinking of in my head is that sensation of just being, like, jolted out of your sleep from, like, your own body falling into it. It's so, so weird. Even though the song is different, when I read that, I just think of Tuesday Night's song. (laughs) (laughs) Running. Yeah, there's a lot of cool scenes in this. Uh, I do kind of like when she goes into like his brain and you see him like strangle his wife and everything and like how he's like a fucking weirdo. They do kind of change, I feel, how he was uh, like portrayed in the earlier ones. You know what I mean? Like human Freddy. Oh, they definitely morph a lot of the, the backstory in this. I feel like in the original ones, it was more like he was like a fucking scumbag, right? Like living in the boiler room. And this, he was like a like a family man in the suburbs. Yeah, totally <laughs> different. Yeah, I, it's okay, though. I can overlook that. There's a lot of cool things, though. Like you said, the Carlos uh, kill is great. The Spencer thing. That's probably my favorite. Hey, Spencer, is him let's going, trip out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. And you hear Inagata DeVita playing, and he gets in... <laughs> He gets put into the video game and the shit beat out of him throughout the house. And Freddy's got the power glove. It's awesome. Another oh, great, look who's you know, on TV. Look who's on TV. The Road Warriors, baby. No, this is WCW. Uh, there's a ton of good stuff in this. The, the school, when they go see the teacher and he's telling like Freddy, uh, teaching Freddy 101. That, like, that's good shit. Yeah, and I do like that whole carnival thing thing is good. That kid being confused and like putting all the clues together about if he's really Freddy's, you know, uh, kid or not. And the reveal of that is really funny because the kid's hanging from like a parachute and Freddy comes down and he's all goofy over top of the parachute. Yeah. And he's like cutting the fucking ropes and it's a really good scene. But I'm your son. Yeah, it's it's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's pushing those fucking spikes and it's just so funny I, I yeah. that's one of my favorite Freddy Krueger scenes of all time is him pushing the spikes looking at the camera and being out of breath and then continue to push them it's, it's just so fucking slapstick I love it uh, oh and if you were wondering how they killed him they end up putting a pipe bomb in his chest and blow him up and his head comes flying at you Lame. they, uh, they could have did movie. better Yeah, I think Dream Child had a better one I like Dream Child's ending. Um, I like, yeah, I think probably Dream Child might have one of the best 
the best endings. Part three, weak. Weak, weak part three. Yeah. He just part fucking, two is the best what? all the way around. Yeah, part two is the shit, man. Fucking love that shit. <laughs> we're gonna have him, dude. We're gonna have him on the show one day. We're gonna get him <laughs> That's on. That's the here. goal. We're gonna talk to Jesse. All right. So, since we did a movie this week, we're gonna have to go to the chase scale. The cinematic hell appreciation scale of excellence. Okay, Grizz. What do you give this week's movie, Freddy's Dead? Freddy's Dead of 1991. What do I think of this movie altogether? Um, this probably comes in at uh, 3.8. Not the highest score I've ever given, but it's not low in any sense that this is a great mid-tier horror movie. Um, even in the sense that you don't really have to see any of the other, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street movies before this to sit down, watch this one, and kind of understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, actually, you don't have to watch any of them anyway because you just watch the end credits and get all the good parts from the all others. Yeah, that's another really good point too. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, it's not it's not the best, it's not the worst, but this is uh, a strong outing for 1991, 3.8. I'll give this one a three. It's. Uh, I mean, I do enjoy it. I will watch it again. This is one that I do put on every so often, but it's the least I'm, I think it's the least watchable of the original six before Wes Craven's new nightmare. But like I said, it's still, it's still worth watching, but I give it a three. It's fair. The, the chase, the chase scale is a well calibrated machine. It is. We are no longer. I'm not allowed to give fives anymore. Unless it's a five movie. Don't get me wrong. Jaws Unless it's a five movie. A five. Jaws was a five. Hundred percent. If you want to fight me, I'll physically you. fist fight you over that. Yeah. I'm fucking back. Th- I'm back at the gym. All right. I'm allowed to go. Get a big Haters old gonna hate. Fucking there's nobody of protein there. shipped to his house. Yeah. I'm fucking. I'm showing up the guns. Look, do I look? Do I you look just back? See the fucking do vase in his back? head right now. He's about to do pop. I could be on this fucking WCW Uncensored we're watching right now. Fuck out of here. Hell yeah, dude. Get the fuck out of here. So, why don't we go to Porno Corno? Here we are again. That's right. Your favorite smut critics here at Porno Corno. This week, we watch Crocodile Blondie. From VCX, the finest in adult entertainment. Amber Lynn is our main star in Crocodile Blondie, which listeners may know from 80s jams such as Trashy Lady, Finger Friggin', and the Goonies porn parody, Poonies. And for those into horror movies like our buds at Bad Taste, Amber Lynn was also in 1985's Evils of the Night, rocking a hot pink teeny weeny string bikini. We like our classy adult films on VHS. Something about the horror stories these capital X rentals could tell adds to the charm. Crocodile Blondie's big box release features Amber Lynn in a green leaf bikini posed against a tree with a cartoon crocodile below. This VCX release draws the viewer in with wild wonder of a potential Australian adult twist, which is nowhere to be found. We'll let the back of the box explain. 
Rita is a sex-hungry maniac who cuts a path through hordes of flesh to satisfy her insatiable quest for the ultimate in sexual fulfillment. No human, male or female, is safe around this one-woman sex machine. And she gets her greatest pleasure in making sure her partners are satisfied. And they always are. Rita, however, is not satisfied, for with all her shenanigans, she's not a happy person and she can't even have a constructive session with her psychiatrist without coming on to her. Happiness is just around the corner, though, as Rita first uncorks the wildest sexual free-for-all with all her friends and acquaintances. Afterwards, she shocks them all with her unprecedented future plans. And this week's release, Crocodile Blondie also has a great tagline. Watch out, she bites. Now it's time for us to wrap it up with this week's thought take. For this week's thought take, we selected a perfect quote from Rita's meeting with her psychiatrist. Well, we could always take off that cute little dress and I could stick my tongue in your PhD pussy. Well, friends, if you get a chance, we suggest you check out Crocodile Blondie, or at least image search the cover for a good time. That's Crocodile Blondie. B-L-O-N-D-E-E. As always, treat them sleazy. I love it, dude. The one, it. the only, <laughs> Porno Corno. The one and only, man. Only on the Bad Taste Video Podcast. Right? Where else <laughs> are you going to fucking hear about Crocodile Blondie? I mean, this is yeah. it right here. This is the right home. Right here. Right fucking here. Right here. Please, let us know. Are you enjoying Porno Corno? Are you, lo- are you learning something? <laughs> Do you love it as much as I fucking Do you love, love it? it as much as us? Please, <laughs> let us know. Please. So, as we are in the video Dropbox, we are going along with a Halloween theme. Things that we enjoy watching in the Halloween season. And it is my turn. Right? It is my turn. Drop it on us. <laughs> I would like to watch the 1994 shot on video Eric Stanzi classic, Ooh. Savage Harvest. Yeah, baby. It's time. It's time, man. We have it's been time. waiting Let's- patiently for this one. We need Native American curses, baby. Let's do it. And and a fall fucking theme? Come on. It's it's this has got pumpkin it, spice written all over it. For Halloween season. And what a fucking epic movie you guys are about to hear about next week. Yeah, this is fucking great. Shot on video, uh Salt City release, right? There's also a, another one, I believe, right? Uh, it's There's also like an OG. Salt City, though. Or no, oh, it's, that the it's, wait, never mind. Sorry, I, I think that's Tempe, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's not a Tempe. No, what the fuck is that? The original one isn't. I don't know. Uh, we have the both. trailer. It's whatever. If there's a trailer, I'm going to play it. If not, I'm going to play something else. We will find out for you what that first release was.
Okay, so Grizz has his tape right now. Grizz, what is the verdict? What was the first release? Salt City Home Video. So it was the same. <laughs> I always see people with yours, though. I never see people with mine. You're the only person I know that has that cover, which has been voted. It is official. You have the cooler cover of the I'm two doing the devil's handshake. Right <laughs> That's now. right. Because, dude, it has that, that fucking demon image on the front of your... Oh, it's so... It's, it's fucking so awesome. Cool. So fucking cool. Um, so... This one definitely will put you in that Halloween mood, and I, I hope it makes you want to watch the movie, because it's a Native American fall curse film in the woods, right? Fucking Super fucking low. Movie. It's low budget. Eric Stanzi, you know it's going to be good. But let's do it. Let's do it, man. I, I can't wait. I saw this movie you know a few years back and ever since then it's been on rotation this movie's awesome ever yeah, since i bought that like fucking copy with dude. this shit man this has been one of those yeah. ones yeah yeah i can't wait i'm really excited but what i'm even more excited for is for your new segment dun, dun, dun. the wide world of gore Welcome to the first installment of the Wide World of Gore. This week we're going to dive into the 1996 shot on video movie all the way from Germany called Dance of the Pumpkinhead. Now this film is from legendary director Andreas Bethmann, who uh, he's pretty much known for having gratuitous amounts of sex, drugs, and violence in his movie. And Dance of the Pumpkinhead delivers on all fronts. So now with this movie, to get into it a little bit, it is completely in German with no subtitles. So for those of you who don't uh, sprick into German like myself, I had no fucking clue what anybody was saying. However, that really didn't take too much away from the film itself because it was a little easy to follow. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a fucking low budget shot on video horror film. So with that being said, we get a lot of killer shots in this movie. Uh, the, the main premise is that there is a zombie or a, uh, a rapist who is dead who now wants to come back as a zombie who can use telekinesis to control flying pumpkins to kill people, which then, you know, the blood of his victims feeds his energy. And I guess that's the gist of what I could make from this film. Uh, with that now, you get some pretty sweet things. You get the classic shot on video gore with uh, scenes of people's heads flying off from being hit by pumpkins with excessive amounts of blood squirting out. You get a very interesting scene of a woman who is tied up and is then, I guess the only word you could say is mutilated by a spiked dildo, uh, which looks to be having humongous nails coming out of it. Uh, so that just gives you a little bit of an idea of where this film is going to take you. Uh, it does have some flaws. It's it's one of Bethman's first films that he's ever made. Uh, and it's made with probably a budget of absolutely nothing from what I can uh, imagine. But it does suffer from being very dark in points. Uh, not being able to understand the dialogue didn't help too much. But he does really get across the point that he loves fog machines. Because every scene in this movie is completely saturated with fog. Altogether, it was an easy watch. It was a really enjoyable watch in the sense that 
the kills are over the top. Uh, this flying pumpkin is absolutely hysterical. You get some pretty, uh, what I would consider iconic shots of this jack-o'-lantern with, like I said, tons of fucking fog foaming out of it that really just gives you a great Halloween vibe, perfect for this time of year. If you are into uh, low-budget horror films that you're, you just kind of want to see how foreign directors approach things compared to uh, how some of the American people at the time were doing it. This is a great place to start. It's got everything that you'd come to expect from a German, uh, uh, excuse me, a German splatter film. However, if you do think about some of the other stuff in Germany that was being made at the time uh, from such people as Eitenbach uh, and Schnass and stuff like that, this definitely has a little bit of a lower budget quality compared to those. However, the gags, the kills, it's absolutely worth your time to check out. Once again, this was Dance of the Pumpkinhead from 1996. And if you would like to check out this movie, I did notice there is a few places online. A little bit of a Google search, you'll be able to find this and it is highly recommended. It is a laugh and a half with all of the stupid amount of gore and, and the flying pumpkin. I mean, I think that says it all. So thank you guys so much. This has been the wide world of gore. Okay, so that'll be a new feature that we have here on Bad Taste Video. Grizz, an expert in foreign splatter, right? <laughs> I consider myself somewhat of a, an expert. A, a scholar I of, dabble. <laughs> of weird shit. You don't even know what they're talking about, but... You don't have <laughs> you figure to. it out. Through, yeah, I'll it's all the visuals. I'll explain it to you, and it will be wonderful. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So that's a new segment that we will be having. So say we're expanding the show for your enjoyment. So Grizz, we're at the end, so it's time to do a little housekeeping or whatever the house cleaning, whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to call it. Wrapping up. Uh, wherever you're, wherever you're listening to us, please subscribe, rate us five stars, whatever the fucking highest one is. Please leave a review. It helps us out a lot. Tell your friends, tell your family, maybe don't play us too loud in public. Uh, <laughs> Please have your headphones Chris, on. Chris, where can they find you on the on the uh, great internets? On the internet, you can find me at Kane underscore enabler. That is on Instagram. And also, we have some uh, new members. People are joining and adding themselves to the Bad Taste Video group on Facebook. Just go yes. on to Facebook.com, search in the group section for Bad Taste Videos. Uh, you can do, we're on there, we're talking to people, we want to hear what you guys think about stuff, we want to see what you got. Yeah, let's do this. Join that fucking group, motherfuckers, or else. Uh, you could find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram, and you can find everything that we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have links to fucking everything. We got a Patreon, please, if you want to help us pay the bills. Go subscribe. We're going to be bumping that up soon. Uh, we've had things in the works. We're also going to be doing it. Uh, you know what, man? Fuck it. Uh, not this episode. The episode after it, we're doing a giveaway. That's it. Fuck it. You know what? I don't care. We got to give We got to do it. We got to do it. We're going to make it worth your while. Uh, anything else? Oh, listen to all our friends. Laser Graves Podcast, Super Tat Film Club, um, Fright Vision's on break right now, right? But they're still great. Go listen to some of their back episodes. Say You Love Satan. Uh, who else, man? Am I missing? Uh, horror Flicks and Guitar Picks. 
to go listen to everybody. It's great network. Great network of people. Yeah, everybody. Neon Brainiacs. Fucking, fucking awesome. Out here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go watch some Road Warriors wrestling from the uh, from the eighties. The heyday. Learn why they call it the Road Warrior. That's pop. really the most important thing from this week, everybody. R.I.P. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grizz, anything else that you would like to share with our crowd here? Uh, no. I want to go to bed. <laughs> All right. See you, man. Bye. <laughs>